Hey there, welcome to the Wild Menopause Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, Certified Holistic Sexuality Coach, and I'm here to support you in reclaiming your pleasure, embodying your sensuality, so that you can really, truly rock your third chapter like a queen. I offer a mind, body, spirit, and trauma-informed perspective on Taoist and Tantric practices that will help you cultivate the life force power of your sexual energy so that it fuels you. You see, your sexual energy is not just about sex. This is the fountain of everything, your vitality, your creativity, your joy, and it's even connected to you living your purpose. I truly believe this is the holy grail, the deeper well that we've all been searching for. Hey there, gorgeous. Welcome back to the show. As always, such a pleasure to have you here with me. And I am just back off of some travel. I was out of town at my nephew's wedding, which was really beautiful and very intense. As you know, wedding weekends can be. So just really grateful for the experience of having that and also so grateful to kick off my shoes and be home <laughs> in my temple. I like to think of my home as a temple because this is where I can really truly care for myself. As much as I love travel, it just always feels so good to just have access to all the things. You know how that is, right? So in today's episode, I want to talk about libido, libido. And I know this is a topic of interest for so many women at midlife. Um, so yeah, myself included. So I want to go through, um, you know, just maybe a new take on this concept, libido. I want to just lightly touch on, um, Freud, Sigmund Freud's take on it, and how Carl Jung, the depth psychologist Carl Jung, started to veer off from Freud in many areas, but libido was one of the big split points for them and how they viewed it. And I want to speak a little bit to the Taoist perspective, which is very much in alignment with my perspective on libido. Um, because I feel like there's such a push, at least in Western culture, to boost the libido, to amp up the libido. The language around it is just, I feel so off. It's really not what we need at all. And especially if you're in a female body. And I think this is true for so many people, not just women, all humans, that um, what we really need is rejuvenation. And I'll unpack that. But um, I think this whole thing of like, yeah, dial it up, amp it up. Uh, it's it just, I think it's, it does more harm than good, to be honest. And um, I think what we're really all craving for is just a deeper experience of embodying all of us, our passion, right? Our vitality, our creativity, our juice. And um, so, yeah, we'll go into that and I'll speak a little bit to the importance of pleasure and how this is the ultimate libido tonic. Um, and then just talk a little bit about the jade egg and my, um, my take on it in terms of my work. All right. So libido, um, Sigmund Freud in general, um, looked at libido as this, um, just from like a sexual gratification perspective, right? A source of psychic energy that's specific to, um, our, our hunger for sex, specific to sex, kind of a narrow definition in my opinion. And I don't have, you know, the 
the resources or the time to go off into depth in how he viewed it. But in general, the nutshell is that that's how he um, spoke about libido. I find it in a way kind of toxic the way he speaks about a lot of things. But uh, anyway, what I love, I'm, I'm a big fan of Carl Jung. Um, and he came along with a different perspective and he viewed it as more of a generalized source of psych- psychic energy that um, motivates a whole like range of behaviors that really fuels and motivates, inspires all areas of our lives. Very much, in my opinion, a much more holistic uh, perspective. He also brought in spirituality as being part of that as well, as libido being um, a driving force in many ways behind our spiritual quest, our spiritual hunger, our, um, fueling our spiritual path. And the Taoist perspective, oh, he, oh, I'm sorry, and Carl Jung also was kind of like, it's not limited to sex. That's that's the distinction I want to make there. So he's like, yeah, it fuels everything, not limited to sex. And um, so the Taoist perspective on this, which I really embrace and love, it's um, it really embraces sexual energy, not trying to call it anything else, like sexual energy as the source of, again, everything that Carl Jung talked about, about our whole of our being, right? So cultivating this sexual energy, nourishing the sexual energy as a source of vitality, creativity, and even the stuff that fuels our spiritual path. And you've heard me say that before if you've listened to other episodes, but I, I love how Carl Jung's take on it is very similar to the Taoist perspective. And yet I also love how the Taoist take on it dives right in and says, it is sexual energy (laughs) and it is everything and we can cultivate it, which I love so much about that take is, is that we have specific tools that we can use yoga practices, you know, to be more specific that um, absolutely help us cultivate this energy and, teach us how to circulate this energy so it does fuel all of us and how to store this energy not dump it out in the western take on 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 sexuality and sexual energy it's all about you know releasing tension getting rid of and dumping a hell of a lot of chi out there you know (laughs) and i think that kind of almost comes from a a deeply maybe christian perspective on that sex is bad you got to get it out of you and there's a lot of violence that comes with that and a whole other podcast on that but what i love about the Taoist perspective is that it's about pulling it home nourishing rejuvenating building power circulating and allowing this energy to fuel us right and really removing any blocks or integrating any blocks that are blocking this vitality that is your birthright right so um i just love that perspective on it and so that being said i I just feel like we need a broader definition in terms of like, we don't need to boost anything. I think we are amped up enough. Um, raise your hand if you're with me. I can't see you, but I'll feel you. <laughs> oh, not just women, everyone. Everyone I talk to is is kind of exhausted when it comes to uh, libido, especially a lot of people I talk to at midlife, men and women of all different walks of life. And even young people these days, I feel like that the pace of life has picked up so dramatically that a lot of younger people are feeling this too. They're depleted. Their sex drive is low. And by, again, sex drive, libido, passion for life, creativity, I mean all of it, right? 
And um, so we need to, I believe, kind of zoom out and get some new language around this. It's about rejuvenation. It's about nourishment. It's about cultivation. That's where we need to go instead of just amping up. And also that being said, this goes against the grain of a lot of popular narrative on pharmaceuticals stepping in and giving us a pill because there is no quick fix to cultivation. There is no quick fix to rejuvenation. There's no quick fix to, to, to nourishment, right? This is a mind, body, spirit, self-care, stepping into a different paradigm, perhaps, um, really a whole rebirth of our lives, of how we care for ourselves, like taking self-care seriously, right? Really, really caring for ourselves in terms of our stress levels. We need practices, of course, number one, that help us reduce stress. Stress kills libido, just kills it. So I think that so many humans are suffering from that. So practices that help us ground, connect to nature, connect to be- the beauty around us. Um, yeah, and help us de-stress. So that included in that would be movement and breath and, you know, meditations, all kinds of things, which some of which you're probably already doing. So we definitely have to take our stress, man- not want to say management, but like, you know, like we have to really get real with it because the, the hormones that get, that spike when we're stressed the cortisol specifically, other ones too, adrenaline, um, just kill our libido. They just do. And they really contribute to adrenal fatigue that so many people are experiencing. And when our adrenals are shot, it's really impossible to feel good on your skin. So that's kind of how I view libido, healthy libido, thriving libido, rocking libido is when you feel good in your skin, you know, when you are in your zone, when you are in a sense from a nervous um, system perspective, regulated, right? You are in that place where you can be curious, where you can um, connect to the beauty around you. You can see it, you can feel it, you can breathe it in, you can hear it in your senses. Your sensuality has everything to do with it. And I feel like in in the Western culture perspective, often it's kind of like they want to, there's a tendency to skip over the whole sensuality piece. And that's everything right? It's not just about sex, the act of sex, where I think Freud was very limited in his thinking on that. (laughs) It's about how you be in the world. It's about your radiance, you know, Um, how you can really, and I think Carl Jung was speaking to this, really express your unique essence, your unique essence. I know he was heavily into astrology, and I am too. Um, It has everything to do with you feeling safe enough to run the energy that you came here to run and not necessarily do the things you came here to do. That's a natural outcome of that. More importantly than that is that you get to presence and be who you came here to be. You know, that to me is a healthy libido. And of course, trauma healing is woven into that, right? Has to be because when we have un, um, un, unprocessed trauma stored in the body, it does get stored in the body, even on the smallest cellular level, things can get stored in the body from even pre-verbally very early age. I know a lot of folks, um, myself included, have some degree of developmental trauma where it's like very, very young. These experiences go on and they get stored in the body. So 
We really need body-based approaches to help the body, again, restore equilibrium to really um, integrate those experiences so that you can get curious, so that you can dream big, that you can feel your aliveness, your zest for life. And to me, that's a healthy libido, a rockin' libido. So, yeah, and I love that... um, Let me speak a little bit to pleasure here because I feel that pleasure, again, you've heard me say this before, is the ultimate libido tonic, that our sensuality has everything to do with having a thriving libido lifelong. In fact, I feel like if we're cut off from our sensuality and our pleasure, it's going to be almost impossible to have a thriving libido. And um, I hope that makes sense because... When we are cut off from that, we don't do the healing work. Um, it's it's going to be really hard to feel, you know, safe enough to invite pleasure in and feel it and allow your sexual energy to circulate so it fuels you, and so you aren't um, in that place of wanting to get rid of it, shut it down, get rid of it, dump it out. Right? There's so much chi, precious gold chi, that's wasted in that way. And again, not making anything about that wrong. Oh my gosh, so much love and compassion. But when we take the time to to really focus on healing our relationship to sensuality and pleasure and take the time to rejuvenate, right? To rest. Rest is a big part of this too, right? De-stress, rest, get connected to nature. All of those things are, I say, libido essentials. And um, yeah, so... That's that's kind of like the nuts and bolts of my work, honestly. <laughs> In a nutshell there is that I really love to help support, especially women in midlife, maybe entering in midlife or well within midlife, help them uh, help women retrieve or I should say heal their relationship to their sensuality. You know, and that's going to look like maybe some trauma healing too, emotional healing and uh, lots of things body-based practices to help us, again, down-regulate enough, um, find our calm. Calm is another big, I think, essential for libido so that we um, can really feel fully alive and express and be who we are. So yeah, a big part of my work is centered on that, helping women heal their relationship to their sensuality, reclaim their pleasure, that ultimate libido tonic, and again, we do that through lots of ways, um, breath work, movement, um, just energetic practices, healing the fem core. And uh, specifically, um, we do that a lot with the jade egg practice, right? It has a lot to do with fully healing any trauma stored there, integrating trauma, integrating any anything held <laughs> in the female core and bringing back our natural vibrancy and radiance. Um, it's a very movement-centered approach that is um, really powerful and helping you pull your power back so you're not dumping that chi out. Because even things like physical symptoms, like say urinary incontinence, you're leaking way more than urine when, when you're experiencing that. You're leaking precious chi, your energy, your life force. So, I mean, that's just the physical part of that. So the jade egg practice is awesome for that. Um, yeah, we also do different practices to, again, release stress. I'm a certified what's called TRE provider. 
And um, I always teach my clients TRE because it's such a great tool, do-it-yourself tool to manage stress. And again, I don't like the word manage, but like, yeah, to really get get a handle on the stress thing. But also it's been really effective in helping people heal deeply held trauma, especially from the pelvis, but whole body. And it's been really effective with people with PTSD too. There's been a lot of science coming out around that. So um, yeah, trauma-informed in that way. I'm My specialty is body-based practices, basically, to, again, really support you in nourishing, like really nourishing your libido from the inside out. I really want to empower you there um, because it's your birthright. And I think when we hit midlife, it's, it becomes an, a pretty um, urgent, let's say, because if we don't get real, I feel with our sensuality and pleasure, we're going to tank and all kinds of health problems are going to result in that, right? Our self-care has got to be exquisite at this point in our journey. All right, I'm going to cap it there and so good to be back. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Feel free to reach out to me anytime. And if this resonates, um, yeah, I hope I meet you soon. I'd love to see you in my container, Sacred Pleasure. All right, love, take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show, you want to know more, you want to go deeper, you're feeling that zing, then you absolutely must book a free session with me. I offer free Pleasure Queen activation sessions where I guide you through a body-based process so you can connect with your inner Pleasure Queen. You'll get an embodied experience of your unique expression of the sacred feminine, get clarity on your top desires, and know from the inside out the right next steps to take on your journey. There's a link for you in the show notes to book that and get that on your calendar. And if you know a woman or women who would resonate with what I'm sharing here on the show, please share the love, pass it along. All right, that's all for now. I'll catch you next time.